This is the Veterinary Life Coach Podcast with Dr. Julie Capel, episode number 253. Hello, veterinary friends. Welcome to the Veterinary Life Coach Podcast. Today, I want to talk to you about feeling overwhelmed. This is an emotion that I think all of us feel fairly frequently. I know I do. And since we're coming up on the holiday seasons, I thought that it will probably come up for most of you. I know that I always start thinking that I'm behind when I see that first person putting out their Christmas lights on their house, or if someone's posting on Instagram that they have their shopping done, or their Thanksgiving meal planned, or their Christmas tree up. All those things make me feel behind. And then because I have this thought that I'm behind and it's a competition that I have to get all this stuff done for the holidays, I start to feel overwhelmed. So I wanted to talk about that today. But before we get into that, I just want to remind you once again about my new book. It's called Love Your Veterinary Life, if you haven't already heard, and I'm very excited to have you read it. If you can find time to do so, I would appreciate you going to Amazon and getting a copy or email me and I'll help you figure out how to find it. Um, Or you can go to my website and there's a button on my website that will take you directly to Amazon to my book. If you have read it, thank you, thank you, thank you. Please reach out to me and let me know what you liked, if you liked it. Um, I hope that you'll get at least a little bit um, out of it, one or two ideas or some tips on how to live your veterinary life better, how to feel better about all of it, how to do better, and how to change that love that you once had for vet med back into love again. So please read it. It's called Love My Veterinary Life, and I'll just keep talking about it um, until you're sick of it. Um, But go to my website, juliecapel.com or theveterinarylifecoach.com, or you can email me at jacapeldvm at gmail.com. Okay, enough of that, Julie. Let's talk about overwhelm. The definitions of overwhelm are fascinating. And there's like three parts to it. So I'm going to read these to you. The first one is to bury or drown beneath a huge mass. And that's fascinating, right? When you're feeling overwhelmed, don't you feel buried or drowning in all the things that you have to do? So I love that one. Even though it's a literal um, overwhelm, like being overwhelmed with a flood, it really is true in our thoughts. The second one is to defeat completely which is scary, right? When you're feeling overwhelmed, you're basically feeling defeated. And that's not the way we want to feel. And the third one is to give too much of a thing to someone or to inundate someone with too much. And that's how we feel, right? If we have too many things on our plate, too many clients, too many things to do in our homes, we always feel overwhelmed. I just want to share with you that feeling stressed and overwhelmed about the things on your to-do list is never really useful. There's really no upside in it because feeling overwhelmed and stressed makes you stop and freezes you basically because you're drowning, right? You can't do anything if you're drowning or defeated. 
So that feeling of overwhelm keeps you from moving forward. And so it's just not useful. It paralyzes you in fear or anxiety or procrastination, which is a big one. Procrastination is usually what we all do when we're feeling overwhelmed. And it's precisely the opposite of what you want to do. Because if you have a lot of things on your to-do list or you're feeling overwhelmed, you want to get some stuff done, right? So it, it doesn't serve us to stay in that feeling of overwhelm, but it's very difficult to change. So we're going to talk a little bit about that on this podcast. When things are going wrong, what we really want to do is just yell and complain and talk to our friends and gossip and tell people why we have it so bad. And all of that activity that you're doing by complaining and worrying and feeling anxious is just keeping you stuck in that overwhelming situation. And just remember that your brain likes to feel safe. It likes everything to stay the same. Nothing to change, nothing to challenge you. It's only happy if everything is just the same. And so your simple routines are safe and there's no challenge in that. But that's what your brain wants. And it's not possible. It's not possible to keep everything the same when you're working in vet med, and you all know this, or even in your home life, especially if you have kids or pets or spouses, your your life can't be the same day in and day out. It'll always be changing in some way. And so your brain liking things routine or safe is part of the reason that we feel overwhelmed. And then your brain is sounding the warning bell that things are wrong and you need to hide. So it's one of those emotions that we feel frequently, but it's not really helping us in any way. And so we might call that an indulgent emotion. And when I first heard this term from um, the life coaches that taught me, when they say that's an indulgent emotion, it kind of makes you want to get defensive. You want to say, well, I can't help it. That's what my brain does. It feels anxiety. It feels overwhelm. And I can't do anything about it. I'm not indulging in it. But when you think about it, you can change it by just understanding where it's coming from. It's never caused by what's going on in your life. It's all about how you're thinking about what's going on in your life. So there are things going on. And then there are the thoughts about the things that are going on. And the thoughts are what cause the emotions. And that's always true. And when I first learned that concept, it kind of blew my mind. I was like, oh, so it's all solvable. Yeah, it's all solvable. It's not easy. That's why we need coaches and mentors and therapists and all those people. But it's definitely doable. And we have a busy life, right? So there are many things that we need to think about. And there are many decisions that we need to make. And because we live in this modern age, there are even more decisions to make. There's more people in the world. There's more traffic. There are many, many more decisions than, say, if your great-grandparents who lived 100 years ago or, or even further back, their life was probably physically more difficult than ours, but they didn't have the volume of decisions that we have, that we have to make every day. And so our primitive brain, which was designed by God back way back when there weren't so many decisions, 
wants to keep it simple. That's how it was designed. That's how we were trained. But our life now is far from simple. We have so many decisions to make when we're at work and vet med. That's why we get decision fatigue. When you're at home, there's so many decisions to make with your kids and your pets and even shopping and social media, all the things that you have to do. If you if you've gone into a big grocery store lately, and this is something that I really loathe, I, I just do not like grocery shopping because it's just overwhelming to me and it takes too long and I get impatient and it just isn't my bag. But if you walk into a grocery store, you'll see that there are so many decisions that you have to make. When your great grandparents were around, they didn't have that kind of overwhelming amount of things that they could buy. And so sometimes when I go shopping, I just overbuy because I can't make a decision and everything looks good. So I just pull stuff off the shelf and throw it into my cart. And then when I get home, I have 20 snacks and only three things to make dinner with, right? Because I have trouble narrowing down those choices. And that is the operation of your primitive brain. If you go to a restaurant, there's so many items on the menu. And my best example of this this choice thing in restaurants is my mother-in-law lives in this very small town in Oklahoma, very small town, like 200 people, 250 at the most. And in this tiny little town, which has very few stores, they have a local restaurant. And what's fascinating about this restaurant is it serves only one meal each day. So for instance, like Monday is um, Salisbury steak, Tuesday is tacos, Wednesday is meatloaf, and each day they only have one meal. So if you go to this restaurant, and I've been there several times, you get what they're serving. Now, you might get a choice between corn and beans with your meatloaf, but the meal is the same for everyone. So everyone's sitting in that restaurant, and there's usually not more than 10 people in there because it's such a small town, but everybody's eating the same thing because that's all they serve. And so there's no decision fatigue. There's no overwhelm. When you walk into that restaurant, you're going to eat what they give you. And it's simpler. So you don't have the opportunity to make choices. And so that is one of the reasons that our world feels so overwhelming to us because we even have hundreds of restaurants to choose from, right? They have one. So no decisions, less overwhelm. Lots of decisions, more overwhelm. So just understand that. Our brains stop working when they become confused by all the decisions. And that confusion is just overwhelm. And then we don't act. So that's why we want to solve it, right? We want to solve for this overwhelming feeling so we don't have to be stuck, so that we can take action. When I was working on writing my book, I had no idea where to start. And I really struggled with that feeling of overwhelm because there's so much to do when you're writing a book and then publishing it and designing it and all those things. And so it took me a while to get myself unstuck and get move unstuck and get moving in the right direction. So let's talk a little bit now that we know what overwhelm is, let's talk a little bit of how we can deal with that overwhelm. When we have this sense that our stress outweighs our coping abilities, that's overwhelm. You feel like you have too much on your plate, not enough time to get things done, or sometimes even burned out is overwhelm. And when you're overwhelmed, you can also have other emotions either underneath that or on top of it, like anxiety, 
irritability, depression, anger. There's all these other emotions that could come with it. So just be aware that sometimes if you're feeling anxious, the underlying feeling is really overwhelmed with all the things that you have to do. And if you can solve that anxiety by understanding that you're really feeling overwhelmed, then you can start working through some of these steps that I'm going to go through to help you wiggle your way out of it. And that's the good news. So we have to change. We have to change the way we think um, about what's happening, not necessarily change our situation. And you have to take small actions to start to create the momentum that you need to stop being overwhelmed. Okay, so here's some ideas that I'm going to share with you that I gathered that might help you feel less overwhelmed. Number one is start with trying to identify what's causing your feelings of overwhelm. Ask yourself, why am I feeling overwhelmed? Why am I feeling stressed out? What is going on with me? And many times the answer will be something like, I don't have enough time. I've got too many things to do. I don't know what to do next. I don't know how to do something. You know, that's a big one for me. If I don't know how to do it, then I feel overwhelmed because I don't know how to figure out how to do it, right? Like if it's a case or something that you're trying to solve, you might not know what the next step is to take. And so it all feels too overwhelming. And that turns into the decision fatigue. Then sometimes you'll find something underlying that says, I'm not enough. Like, I am not talented enough. I am not smart enough. I am not worthy enough to deal with this, whatever the this is. So let me assure you that you're always enough. That thought of not being enough is your chihuahua brain trying to hide you out, trying to keep you safe, trying to tell you that it's just all too much and you just need to go home and crawl into bed, right? That's what it wants us to do. So just be on to that part of your brain that wants to keep you safe. So doing this self-analysis work, thinking through what's causing your feelings of overwhelm and anxiety will help you see if you can figure out where your overwhelm is coming from. And that's the best starting point. The second thing you can do, especially if you're really spinning and you can't think through this, is try some grounding techniques. There's things like circular breathing, where you take a breath in and hold it, and then let it out and hold it. There are sighing. Um, I think we talked about that on one of the other podcasts, that physiologic sigh, where you take in a big breath and then you take a second breath and then you let it all out. Those will help ground you. Another one that you can do is called the 54321 technique. And I've tried this a few times and it works if you're very stuck. And this is how it goes. First, you notice five things you can see. Then you notice or you touch five things. Then you notice three things that you can hear. So it's five things you can see, four things you can touch, three things you can hear, then maybe two things you can smell, and then maybe one thing you can taste. So it's basically taking your five senses and trying to ground yourself in the present moment. And if you're having trouble with the tasting thing, Um, You know, if you just brush your teeth, maybe it's your toothpaste. Maybe you're tasting your own bad breath. If you taste something weird like that, sometimes it will ground you. I found a quote from Christina Powell when she was talking about this. 
and it is in um, an article called Mental Perk Therapy. But anyway, she said the reason that this 54321 method works is that it takes a lot of conscious effort to bring you back to the present. Overwhelming feelings are typically rooted in anxiety, which makes you ruminate on the future and spiral in those negative thoughts. You may also be experiencing some somatic feelings, like actual physical symptoms, and using your five senses helps you regulate your body more easily. So that little bit was from Christina Powell. So try some grounding techniques. And right now I can see out my window that it's pouring rain. So I hope you don't hear that. (laughs) But if you do, I can see it. I can't feel it, but I can hear it. Anyway, the next one is once you're feeling more grounded, then you can track the feelings going on in your body. You can get your nervous system calmed down just by noticing the feelings that it's creating. As I was thinking about this podcast and getting it um, recorded for you and written for you, I started to feel a little bit anxious and overwhelmed about how I would collect the information and bring it to you. So when I feel anxious or overwhelmed, I start to feel scattered and I start to have thoughts that I can't do it and it's all too much and then I get distracted and I procrastinate. That is how overwhelm shows up for me. Those are not feelings I need to get this podcast done. So if I notice that in my body I'm feeling anxious and that means for me scattered and spinning, then I can think, oh yes, you're overwhelmed because you don't want to work on this podcast or you don't know where to start. And once I know that my feelings are rooted in that thought that I don't know where to start, I can let it pass and then I can pick a place and just start working. And when you understand your physical symptoms that go with those emotions, it will pass easier and you'll get more understanding. You can also name them. I have some of my coaching clients that name their anxiety or their overwhelm like pet names. Um, Like mine is Chihuahua Brain. Yours could be um, Frank or Betty or, you know, it could really be anything. You could call it your Doberman Brain. Whatever you want to call those thoughts and feelings in your body. But once you name them, they're much easier to deal with. And a lot of times our overwhelm will will start with anxiety or fear or shame. If you agreed to work on some school committee and you haven't had enough time and you haven't gotten your work done and the meetings tonight, so you're thinking that, oh my gosh, I have all this to do, I promise to do it, you start to feel shameful. And that shame and that feeling of shame will keep you from working. So once you know that I'm feeling shame because I volunteered to do something that I haven't done, You can accept it and let that feeling go. And then you can either get it done or call a friend and ask for help so they can help you get it done. But you have to get out of that feeling of overwhelm in order to take an action. Sometimes even asking yourself, what can I change about this situation? What is it that I can change? And sometimes the answer is nothing. But that question will always bring you back to the actual problem at hand and get you out of spinning in overwhelm. Because we as veterinarians or as humans, I should say, have this need to control everything. And that control freakish nature is what keeps us overwhelmed because we think we have to control everything. If you realize that this situation is out of my control, 
Sometimes that will help you let go of that overwhelm. So ask yourself that question. Once you get your brain kind of settled into the idea that you're overwhelmed and why you're overwhelmed, now you can actually start to take some action. And some action steps that I really like are to break down your list of things to do into priorities. And then those priorities into steps or baby steps. So when you have many things to do or many decisions to make, you'll feel overwhelmed. If you can choose one or two that are the absolute priority and then let the rest go or at least set them aside for another day or later in the day or whenever, you'll feel better. If you're anything like me, you always overestimate what you can get done in a day. I always have this giant list and I almost never get it done. And then that leads to shame because when I get to the end of the day and I can only X off two boxes and I haven't gotten my whole list done, I start to feel ashamed of myself. But that's not useful. That's, it's just not, an, it's an indulgence. We don't need that. So if you can pick one or two and then be okay and leave the, the rest until another day or schedule them on another day, you'll begin to feel less overwhelmed. My next tip for you, and this is one of my favorite things to do, is delegate. Oh, I'm so good at delegating. If you can give someone else part of your to-do list, you'll multiply what you can get done. And this goes for your family and your coworkers and even your friends. A lot of times we think that we're the ones that have to do everything. And if you just delegate a little bit, all will be well. When my kids were little, I would always give them a chore list, especially on Saturdays if I had to work. I had to work like in the morning from nine until one o'clock. I would always write this chore list. And I would say to them when I left, as soon as I get home from work, we're gonna go do some fun stuff, but you have to get these chores done. And so the stuff that needed to be done around the house that I really didn't have time to do or I didn't want to do, I would just put on that list. And if you have kids, you'll know that it isn't going to be done to your liking usually, but at least something's getting done. So if I told them to pick up a room or dust or vacuum or whatever, it would be done by the time I got home because they would want to go do something fun. So delegate to your kids. If you have lovely co- coworkers, they're often happy to, happy to help you. And if they are very overwhelmed, maybe you can trade off. Maybe you can say, if you call this client for me, I'll do. I'll wrap this pack for you. I had one uh, technician that hated wrapping packs. And so if I went bear, back there and said I'd wrap some packs, then they would always trade me for something else that I didn't want to do. So that will help you double up on, your, on the things that you can get done by delegating, right? And with delegating comes taking things off your list that maybe don't even need to be done. You think it needs to be done, like for instance, dusting. Well, I don't like dusting. Who likes dusting? Can it wait till tomorrow? Probably. It'll be dusty again tomorrow, right? Or can you ask someone else to do it? Maybe you can get a house cleaner, delegate it to her. That would be awesome. Delegate. It's lovely, believe me. And if you're feeling guilty about that, don't. It's definitely will help you feel less overwhelmed. The next thing that you can do is practice getting more grounded, like we talked about before, but by taking action. So maybe that means spend a few minutes outside, laying in the sun or sitting in the sun, take your shoes off and walk barefoot on the grass, meditate, do some stretching, play with a puppy or kitten if you have one available at your work, 
just to get you out of your stressed mind and put yourself somewhere safe and calm. Those grounding techniques are so important when you start to feel overwhelmed and it takes you out of it almost immediately. The other thing that I love is doing something fun. I love playing with puppies, of course, but it could be anything fun. Um, We always kept, or we still do, keep a puzzle in our lunchroom um, almost all the time on on one of our lunch big tables because we have two big ones so we can eat on one and the other one contains our puzzle. And the idea is if you need to get more grounded or you're feeling overwhelmed or stressed, you can go in there between appointments and just spend a few minutes, doesn't even have to be more than a minute, looking at the puzzle and trying to put a piece in maybe two pieces. And when I used to do that, it would always make me feel more at peace. And if you listen to my podcast with Dr. Kimberly Pope Robinson, she does the bubble blowing technique. She loves to blow bubbles. That can make you take deep breaths and feel more grounded. So when you're spinning and you need grounding techniques or you need to feel less overwhelmed, do some of these fun things. And the last thing I would encourage you to do is just take an action. So go look at the puzzle, go blow a bubble, go walk outside. That's doing something. Make a decision, even if you're unsure that it's the perfect decision, take an action. There are so many things to work your way out of stress and overwhelm, but the real key is to do something and think something differently. Realize that your overwhelm is just your brain telling you that you're unsafe, and that's very rarely true. Unless there's a big dog coming after you, then listen to your brain. Normally, you're just facing a large list of things to do, and you're unsure of where to start. And if you don't start, you're not safer. You'll feel more overwhelmed. The less you do, the more overwhelmed you'll feel. So taking an action is really critical. You need to give yourself a place to start. One small baby step that you can do that you feel capable of doing and you'll slowly start to feel less overwhelmed. So if you're feeling as if you're drowning um, or overwhelmed, be sure that you talk to someone to help you get it out. Get a coach, get a therapist, talk to a friend or coworker, email someone, take that one small action. Everyone feels this way. Everyone feels this emotion at times. And it's one that we don't want to adopt and keep as a pet, as Dave Ramsey would say about your debt. Don't keep overwhelm as a pet. It doesn't serve you at all. So let me go through the steps again of how you can start to feel less overwhelmed. Start by identifying what's causing your feeling. So make a list or thought dump it out so you can see it. Try some grounding techniques like the 5-4-3-2-1 or the circle breathing to kind of get yourself a little calmer. Notice how it feels in your body. What are the physical symptoms of overwhelm for you? And maybe give them a name. And then accept those physical feelings and start to let them pass so you can take some action. Ask yourself, what can I change here? What can I do in this situation? If the answer is nothing, then let go of your need to control it. Then break down whatever list you've made of the things that you need to do into priorities and then small steps. So just pick one or two. Don't carry that whole list throughout your day. Pick one or two. 
take some of those things off the list and delegate them, which is ever so fun. Believe me, if you're struggling with delegation, I'm the one that can help you do it. Practice more grounding techniques or having some fun because fun will help ground you and open up your mind to possibilities. And then once you start to feel better, take any action, any small action towards your goal. So my homework for you this week, I'm going to challenge you to feel overwhelmed and work your way through it. I know you're all going to feel it at some point this week, especially with the holidays coming up. I'm already feeling like I'm behind, quote unquote. So start with something that you feel capable of doing so you can get going. And if you feel very, very stuck and nothing's working, reach out to me for coaching or someone else to help you start. I have free coaching on my website. It's always available to you. I'll be happy to work with you for an hour and get you moving. Okay, I have two quotes for you and then I'll let you go. The first one is from Timber Hawkeye, and it says, you can't calm the storm, so stop trying. What you can do is calm yourself. The storm will pass. And isn't that true? And the next one is, anxiety happens when you think you have to figure out everything all at once. Breathe. You're strong. You got this. Take it day by day. And that quote is from Karen Salmonson. Try to feel your overwhelm and work anyway. And reach out if you need any help. Have a beautiful week. Bye.